Hey folks, I'm Pastor Eric Tritton from Gloria Day Lutheran Church here in Hudson, Ohio, and this is a weekly word. Um, throughout this Epiphany season, uh, I've been talking about ways that we participate in outreach as the church, uh, ways that we help people meet Jesus through the things that we do as a congregation. And today I want to talk with you just a little bit about this idea of uh, life together as an important part of our outreach to others that as we look at how we care for one another that's going to impact how we reach uh, people in our community and and help our neighbors to know Jesus and experience his love and I want to start with a story uh, about a guy named Vlad uh, I met Vlad through Jews for Jesus and um, Vlad was a Jewish man growing up in the old Soviet Union and when he was going to school um, he commented that his teachers uh, would really rail against Christianity. And uh, one day uh, he, he kind of got the idea, uh, methinks thou dost protest too much. And so he decided to get a New Testament and he read the Gospel of Matthew. And uh, having read the Gospel of Matthew, he uh, believed in Jesus. He became a Christian. And there he was in the Soviet Union a Jewish boy who believes in Jesus and he believed that he was the only Christian in the whole wide world. And he said it was one of the, the most beautiful feelings because he, he knew the love of Jesus in his life, but it was also very lonely. There is very much a sense that when we come to faith in Jesus, we're meant to be connected to each other. And over and over again in the New Testament, we're really encouraged to be connected to each other, to gather together, uh, including gathering together for worship. Uh, in Acts chapter 10, verses 23 through 25, uh, the author of the, the letter says, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider first how to stir one another up to love and good deeds not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day, the, the last day, uh, drawing near. And you know, we don't know when the last day is going to come, but our salvation is closer now than when we first believed, right? So uh, there's very much the sense that meeting together, being together, is an important part of our life of faith. And the word in the New Testament that describes this, this fellowship that we have is the word koinonia. Uh, and it, it's, a, it's an interesting word. Uh, koinonia means that, that we literally have the sense where we belong together and we're sort of obligated to each other because of our faith in, in Jesus. And this is something that runs very counter to our culture's hyper-individualism. Uh, where everything is about me and what I want. There's a sense of no, my wants and desires play off of another's uh, wants and desires. And it's all found underneath the, the, the salvation and the identity that we have as baptized children of God. So when the early Christians 
came to believe and they were still gathering in the temple in Jerusalem. In Acts 2.42, it tells us that they were devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching. They were listening to what the apostles were telling them about what Jesus told them, uh, to the fellowship, the sense of belonging together, to the breaking of bread, which we understand to be the Lord, Lord's Supper, uh, and the prayers um, that, that, that was part of their life together, that they were praying for each other. But this idea of fellowship is right there in the midst of who they are. They're committed to fellowship, committed to, to being together with their brothers and sisters in Christ. And again, in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, uh, it tells us, uh, God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. This belonging together has everything to do with Jesus being our savior, with him being the one that, that draws us together. Uh, in fact, one of the important images in the New Testament of the church is this idea of being the body of Christ. So in, in this depiction of the body of Christ, Jesus is the head. He He's the mind. He is the thing that holds everything together and gives everything direction. And we're all united in him. That, that this togetherness is something that's really important. And it's something that's been really challenging across the last two years uh, with the, the COVID pandemic. It's difficult for some people uh, to come to church still. They don't feel safe. Uh, they might not be safe if they're you know immune compromised um and uh you know we look for ways to to stay connected because that is part of who we are as god's people and i think that's also an important part of our evangelism that we gather together and we live together as brothers and sisters in christ and that's something that's desirable it's something that that people long for. It's something that people want. Uh, there have been multiple studies talking about the rise of loneliness uh, in our society, people feeling separated from one another, which is really weird because we live in a world where we have this, this hyper-connectivity, right? Um, I'm recording this on an iPhone, uh, and uh, uh, there are all these social media apps that they, they, they claim to connect us together. Um, but they don't always work that way. And a, a virtual relationship, it's not the same thing as a, a real relationship where, where you meet together and you spend time together. And, uh, you know, I mean, this even gets into the whole um, importance of contact and touch. You know, we're, we're not meant to be alone. Um, in fact, that was kind of the first problem that God noticed in the world when Adam was there and he was the only human, it is not good for the man to be alone. Um, loneliness is a big deal. And if we are a body and we're connected together, that really pushes back against that loneliness as we experience the love of God together and we share that love with each other and have a mutual care and concern for one another. That actually is very attractive in our world. There's a desire to be loved. It, it, I think it's hardwired into us. It's just part of how we were created, that we're meant to desire this love for ourselves, but also to have somebody else 
to love. Um, and in the early church, this was one of the things that people noticed about Christians. Uh, there was an early church leader by the name of Tertullian, and he was talking about how the pagans, the, the outsiders, would observe the Christians and, and, and see their behavior, how they took care of each other, how they, they cared about one another. And the reputation that they had out in the world was, see how they love one another. That that's actually what the people in their community were saying about them. Look, look at them. Look at how they love one another. Look at how they take care of each other. That's a beautiful thing. And it's something, again, I think that when people experience that, it's the kind of thing that gives a hearing for the gospel. It helps people to see our faith in action, that we're meant to be connected to each other as part of our witness to the world. And there is, there is a desire to be part of something that, that's bigger than ourselves. Something that, that's more than just me and my wants and, and my priorities. To have something that is transcendent, that's part of our lives. And being part of a fellowship like the church, uh, an eternal fellowship like we have in Jesus, is something that draws us into a bigger mission, a bigger purpose. I mean, I've been talking about this idea that the mission of God is God's mission, but it's, it's like he leads us into it and he brings us along with him. And that gives our, our, our life a, a new purpose and a new nobility as we go about doing the things that God calls us to do and being the people that he calls us to be. So... Back in the 1930s, uh, there was a Lutheran theologian, Lutheran pastor by the name of Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Um, and you know, you know the time frame, we're talking about Nazi Germany, and he is one of these people who spoke out against the Nazi regime. And uh, he started a uh, kind of a clandestine seminary. And, and uh, he wrote about his experience there, the, this being together with these men to study and to teach the faith and all of these things. Um, he wrote about this in a book that's called Life Together. And in Life Together, he talks about the day alone, that there is the sense that you know we are individuals and we go about our lives and we have our studies and the things that we do and we have our work. But then there's also the day together. And in the day together, um, you have things like worship and mutual care for one another and that this is a bonding um, type of a, a bonded part of our lives that that we see ourselves as the body of christ united in him and he actually talks about this in terms of the lord's supper too and as we talk about the lord's supper in our society, we tend to think about the Lord's Supper uh, as this, um, this vertical relationship that, you know, I come, I receive Jesus' body and blood for the forgiveness of my sins, and this is a moment where me and God get right. I, I've heard people talk that way. But the, there's more going on there. It's not just that, that, that me and God are getting right. It, it's that there is this common confession of faith that we as believers are connected in Jesus, that we belong together because we belong to Jesus, that he's redeemed us and saved us and made us his people. 
Um, we have this verse from 1 Corinthians chapter 11 that we, we quote in the communion liturgy where we say, as often as we eat of this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And, and so when we receive the Lord's Supper, there's very much this confession that, that we are connected. And that connection uh, of faith is, is part of our witness to the world, that there is something that's bigger than us as individuals, that we've been saved and redeemed by a God who links us together to live in his love. And when that happens, that is a testimony to the world about the salvation that Jesus has won for us. So we live this life of faith together. We, we gather for worship. We gather to receive Jesus' body and blood. Not because I need this. I do need this. But because we need this together. And we are connected in Jesus who has saved us and redeemed us. So God's blessings on your week. I, I hope to uh, see some of you on Sunday and, uh, and go to church. It's good. It's good to be with your brothers and sisters in Christ. God's blessings. Mm -hmm.